Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. In your company, a challenge? Are you battling turnover and struggling to draw key talent? Is your team not performing at the level you want? Problems present themselves through conflict, miscommunication, creative differences, unclear expectations, and motivational issues. ARC Integrated is here to address these challenges through executive coaching and customized interactive trainings. Create lasting positive change that will improve your bottom line and create a culture that attracts talent and reduces turnover by going to arcintegrated.com. That's arcintegrated.com. What if investing in each other could change the world? I'm Joel Skeen with bizradio.us, and this is the Mindful Marketplace. We got a good one here today. Thanks for joining. Um, man, I am excited about today's conversation with Barry and Amy from NC Idea. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about investing in local businesses and startup businesses here in the state of North Carolina and just kind of the really dramatic impact that their organization has been having over the last really looks like 15 years or so here. Um, Before we get into that, though, I do have a couple quick announcements. Um, I do want to let you all know. Number one is um, by the time this airs, we'll have already had our first Mindful Marketplace event, which I'm really excited about. Um, It's going to be the community financial education course. And the reason I'm bringing it up, even though it's already passed, is because this is going to be an ongoing event. The details are still coming together. But every four to six weeks, we are going to be hosting another community financial education course. And just so you know, kind of what this um, event is about is, you know, there's a lot of things when it comes to finances, comes to, you know, taxes, budgeting, debt, um, you know, I could go on and on when it comes to the list of things that are really important for individual families and businesses to understand and be able to manage properly so that they can do all the things that they want to do with their money in their life. Um, but there's not a ton of education around that. Um, whether you're a startup business and you've gotten a grant or whether you're a homeowner and you've just got a mortgage, whatever the case might be, um, I wanted to provide a space and a platform for different financial professionals who have expertises in areas that I don't to be able to teach, to share, and to really build some community and have some fun. So we are going to be hosting that event each and every month-ish here coming up. And to find out when the next one is, I want to direct you to my website, which is mindfulmarketplaceshow.com, where you can click on a new events tab, and that's going to tell you when the next upcoming event is. You can get registered. Um, There is a virtual option, but the in-person one is going to be a lot more. um, It'll be a lot better if you can make it in person if you don't have anything keeping you from doing that. Um, So please go to the events page on mindfulmarketplaceshow.com to check out when the next one is and come join us. Um, I also want to give a shout out to a couple shows that I got to be a guest on recently. One is the Nerd Lab with Brian Stauffer. Go ahead and check that out. He and I got to talk about financial wellness, which really is, I think, the point of that event is we talked a lot about the differences in and similarities really more so between physical wellness and financial wellness. Um, And then also a biz radio partnership here. I was able to go on with Ryan Marshall for the real deal who talks about real estate. Um, His show is great. Um, And so go check that episode out where we got to have a really great discussion there as well. All right. Um, Thank you guys for joining us here today because, you know, I know that there's a lot of content options out there and thank you for spending your time, which is your most valuable resource really with us here on the Mindful Marketplace. So with no further ado, 
I'm going to get here to Amy and to Barry from NCIDEA. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Joel, thank you. Really appreciate what you're doing with the show. Yeah, we're really glad to have you guys. I think you are, you know, a, a really great example of what we like to highlight and what we like to talk about here. I'm sure the first question that a lot of listeners have, though, is uh, what the heck is NCIDEA? <laughs> Could you guys give us a little background, a little history on um, how this organization came to be? And, you know, I know we don't have um, all day, but I would like to hear a little bit about kind of how this organization sort of was initially funded and the growth that you've seen since the beginning. Yeah, I'll start us out, and then, Amy, you jump in if, if you want to fill in any gaps that I'm sure to leave. Uh, so NCIDEA, we're an independent, private, nonprofit foundation. We're based in Durham, North Carolina, but we work statewide. Uh, so we have a real emphasis on trying to bring entrepreneurship and support the entrepreneurial ecosystem across our state with a particular emphasis on trying to get outside of those usual areas where uh, entrepreneurship tends to happen more naturally. I think a, a real alignment in the theme of your show as a private foundation doing this work from a, a charitable and philanthropic perspective, uh, we're supporting entrepreneurs because we believe uh, it's a really impactful and equitable economic development strategy, not only for our state, but for a lot of the communities that may not have access to, to other uh, economic development avenues or channels to, to bring vitality and wellness to their communities and those underserved populations. Um, a little bit about the history of NCIDEA. Uh, NCIDEA has, has a really interesting past and, and relationship uh, originally spinning out of some efforts in North Carolina state government. Um, and uh, way back in the day, you, you might be familiar now, we have this thing called a microchip shortage. Uh, it's not the first time we've been through this. So in the, in the 1980s, North Carolina was also making some public investments into the development of microchips and other technologies. Uh, and that led to a particular investment that actually had a private sector exit. Uh, that exit went on to fund several really important things uh, during the Hunt administration here in North Carolina, uh, one of which it led to the spin out of MCNC, which was the Microelectronic Center of North Carolina, which now provides uh, broadband internet and the fiber backbone that supports our educational institutions across the state. Uh, it also led to an organization which was then called the Rural Internet Access Authority, which has roots all the way now into the North Carolina Broadband Infrastructure Office. Uh, and then it also led to the creation of NCIDEA. Uh, so NCIDEA as a private foundation, uh, we're fairly unique in the country in how we uh, approach advancing entrepreneurship as an equitable economic development strategy and um, how we do that by providing grants to entrepreneurs, grants to support the ecosystem, and really serving as a leader in that ecosystem to advance the concept of entrepreneurship as a truly equitable development strategy. And when Amy gets down into talking about some of our programs and the work we do with entrepreneurs, that, that work we do by providing grants to entrepreneurs uh, not only is unique in the world of philanthropy, but uh, I think it's really an excellent example of how we fill gaps in the private sector to, to make sure that we're reaching entrepreneurs uh, and bringing them the resources that they need to build successful companies. So I'll leave it there. Amy, anything you want to add? Um, no, that, that's a great overview, Barry. I'm sure we'll get into, as you said, lots of details, but um, yeah, I think we can, I think that's a wrap on that one. 
Well, I, I do want to ask a little bit more about, you know, this was kind of a, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, Barry, that you were able to say this so eloquently, because it sounded like a mouthful to me. I tried to write it down as you were saying it. Entrepreneurship as equitable development strategy. So I come from my original background is a social worker. I did the Peace Corps, and then I worked in with chronically homeless folks and ran a food bank. This is all up in the Detroit area. And I know that you know, kind of working from that community development world, there seems to be, at least at the time, there was a bit of a division between the idea of there's business is over here on this side, and then there's, you know, do-gooding work. There's work about developing communities. There's work about growing and strengthening resiliency amongst our communities. But what I'm hearing you guys say is that there seems to be a real understanding and connection that those two things are not um, there's not some line down the middle that there, these are not these separate ideas. I'm wondering if either of you could speak to that. Yeah, um, uh, I'll jump in, but, um, uh, and then kind of the same thing, Barry, you, um, follow up with anything, um, that I've left out or just different take on it. So no, we don't see them, um, as completely, you know, that line drawn down. I think it's, um, you know, support, um, startups and entrepreneurs and it's not, um, and, you know, there isn't a set playbook yet of it has to just be this way, right? Um, each kind of ecosystem, you know, area, um, uh, even within the state of North Carolina, there are different kind of entrepreneurial ecosystems. And it's really figuring out what resources are needed for the communities there to best support them. Um, you know, we, and Sandia, tend to believe that also there is a room, you know, for um, government support of startups, um, as well as the private sector. And as Barry said, we are kind of unique in that sense of um, we're not, um, you know, a government or organization. Um, we don't have, um, we, re, you know, port to our board um, to achieve our mission. But at the end of the day, you know, we are really looking to support the um, uh the startup ecosystem in North Carolina. And we see our role as, you know, um, some of the companies we support will go on to get that private equity funding. Um, some will go on to get government grants, or maybe they already have received government grants. So um, it's really kind of figuring out from our perspective, um, what's needed for entrepreneurs in the state and the different communities and also adapting. Right? One of the things I know this is going a little off topic, but um, we approach our work um, kind of that same startup mindset of trying new initiatives, um, responding to what um, our customers, <laughs> it would be, you know, the entrepreneurs and also our partners, um, what's needed at that time and how can we um, best be a, of help and service. So I'll kind of um, stop there because I feel like I could go down this rabbit hole <laughs> for no, a really long time holes. on this. Um, but, you know, it, there's, there's room for all, but I think it's, um, kind of figuring out um, what's needed when and, and how we can play a role in um, more government support for startups in North Carolina would be great. Well, I love rabbit holes, so don't ever feel like you can't uh, can't go down one because I, I could spend all day in them. <laughs> um, I do want to hit, so you, you mentioned the ecosystem. So I, I know when I when I was first introduced to y'all, I think what stood out to me most was I what I learned about was the grants that you give directly to startup companies, your seed grants, your micro, micro grants. But I first want to um, ask you about how it is that you all support the entrepreneurial and startup ecosystem, because there's more to it than just giving a company money, right? Absolutely. And we really approach 
our ecosystem development, as we call it, the work we're doing to support the entrepreneurship e- ecosystem, recognizing that it's, it's truly vital to have a vi- vibrant entrepreneurial support community in order to uh, repeatedly and consistently produce uh, successful startups in any community. And so uh, when we look to work with a new community, we look to work in a new region uh, and build out our portfolio, we're not just thinking about where are the exciting entrepreneurs, but we're also thinking about who are the true entrepreneurial leaders in this space that might be leading nonprofit organizations, might be working with local universities, uh, and might be doing some exciting work to, to build out new and innovative strategies to support entrepreneurs. Uh, is very much from our perspective like a stepladder. Uh, if I came in to your region and said, look, I just want to invest in the best companies that you have and give them grants and, and wait for the good outcomes to happen, uh, that's not the outcome that we're going to see. It's two-sided, right? The other side of that stepladder is all the organizations uh, and partners, whether they be public or private sector, that are supporting those companies and building out the environment uh, that truly cares for them. Amy mentioned it takes a lot to support an entrepreneur and a startup through its growth trajectory. And uh, it's true. We've all heard that expression. It takes a village. And so when we think about that ecosystem, uh, we're thinking about building a vibrant, diverse, interactive uh, culture, almost like a tropical rainforest, right, that has diversity, that it really is symbiotic relationships among the various organisms that exist within it. And uh, we do that in a lot of different ways, uh, but the, the two primary ways are, are through our grant making, uh, both our ecosystem grants to support project-based work led by those institutions and, and leading organizations, nonprofit, even private organizations uh, that are supporting entrepreneurs through their work, and then our Engage grants, uh, which are more smaller, generally uh, organized around an event uh, or a discrete project uh, that's designed to help support entrepreneurs. So those ecosystem grants typically funding projects in the $50,000 to $150,000 range uh, and supporting groups. Uh, I know in uh, Dole out in your region, uh, we've done work with, I think, a number of folks that have been on your show. So you mentioned, uh, you know, Jeff Kaplan with Venture Asheville. Uh, I know you've had uh, the folks from Black Wall Street Asheville uh, on your show uh, and all the great work that Bruce Waller and Jay Hackett are doing. Um, mm-hmm. We've done work with the community colleges in the region, and uh, we've supported uh, several universities that are working in the region, including Western Carolina. And uh, we've even done some, some, some work that might seem slightly outside of uh, entrepreneurial or economic development, uh, but we know that it's an important part of reaching the underserved communities that we want to reach through our work. Uh, so one that I'm really excited about is a group called Imagine Hub. They're actually based out of the Piedmont Triad, but they're doing some very uh, specific work in the western part of the state uh, to reach communities through uh, churches and other faith-based organizations. Because uh, we know that those uh, organizations, churches, have assets, they have buildings, they have kitchens, they have uh, transportation, they have meeting space, uh, and they also have networks and social capital in the communities uh, in which they operate that can really be leveraged for uh, helping people get access to economic development resources, helping people get access uh, to the financial resources and entrepreneurial opportunities that might lead to them being able to improve their lives. So uh, building out that vibrant ecosystem we think is critical. Uh, it's, it's Like I said, if, if you picture a stepladder, uh, vibrant growing companies is, is the part that a lot of us focus on. 
but we know that the other side of that ladder that's really supporting it uh, is the ecosystem uh, that's out there to support entrepreneurs and make sure they have access to the resources that they need. And uh, also following up on what Barry is saying, um, you know, when I started, I guess that would have been 2018, if I'm doing math correctly, um, we... Um, at NCID, I think I was employee five or employee six, you know, and at that point, um, we'd expanded from the initial $50,000 grants, C grants to entrepreneurs to ecosystem was pretty new. Um, so was engaged and our micro grant was kind of just starting, but, you know, we, at that point we were six people. Now we're a whole big 10 <laughs> in, but we're, you know, based in the triangle based in Durham and we, but we have a statewide mission. So there's a real understanding when ecosystem started and engaged was started that, if we're going to be, you know, impactful in the North Carolina economy and helping startups, we need to, um, you know, can't just like expand out across the state. <laughs> and, and also, in, one, that'd be expensive, but um, take a lot of resources. But two, there are already organizations and people in communities, knew their communities doing really good work. So why don't we help fund those organizations and those activities? Um, and it was through those partners across the state that, um, you know, we gave some funding to, they got to know us, we got to know them, and then they, you know, really got to introduce, you know, our grants for startups to their communities, gave us some validity to say, you know, this isn't just a group out of the triangle um, who gives grants just to triangle-based companies. Um, they really want to support entrepreneurship statewide, and then, you know, beginning to refer startup companies that could be a fit for micro and seed grants our ways, and also we learned more about um, what does a high growth um, startup look like or high growth potential startup look like in different parts of the state um, and in different communities, in different um, kind of business categories, different industries. So for us, you know, we um, got to, you know, have a network into um, a more diverse community of startups, but we also got to, you know, have that knowledge of um, what does success potentially very, you know, high growth startup look like in different areas and along the way too, realizing, well, you know, if we're going to get applications from across the state, from different communities, um, we also need reviewers, you know, we need advisors for these companies. So it's, um, you know, that ecosystem is one we're lucky to be able to support through our engagement ecosystem grants, as Barry said, but um, you know, there is, um, we couldn't, um, you know, be as successful in, giving grants to organizations, startups across the state, um, you know, to kind of diverse um, variety of startups and founders, if it wasn't for, um, if it wasn't for our partners who are, you know, supporting these startups along the way. Yeah. And I, uh, I really love that emphasis on supporting the things that are already working well. And I, I imagine that this emphasis that you all have on, really growing the ecosystem, not just this business here or that business there. Also, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine that creates a certain amount of collaboration. You know, you talked about it, Barry, I liked how you referred to it as a, you know, like a rainforest or a jungle. I remember I got to go 10 years ago now, crazy, um, got to go to the Business Alliance for Local Living Economies Conference. And one of the speakers there talked about how, and this was a new idea to me at the time, about how trees actually aren't in a forest aren't actually competing so much for sunlight as much as they are sharing 
those nutrients with each other through their root system. You know, they put things into the soil that gives someone else the nutrients that they need. And it's actually this really beautiful kind of partnership that creates a larger, you know, the forest is an organism unto itself. Have you guys seen that kind of collaboration amongst and that sort of um, attitude of, you know, not just competition, but of a collaborative competition through this process of supporting the ecosystem? I'll jump in quickly and um, about uh, in terms of um, the, uh, I think the support um, for the, for startups and um, Barry has perspective on the ecosystem. Um, I I do. Um, For example, you know, we, we don't have a true mentor program for our startup founders. We have, um, you know, reviewers who get to know companies, the review process. Um, We also have a network of advisors and subject matter experts and honestly our past grant recipients are a great resource um, the, um, and we connect founders with you know these resources across the state um, you know if uh, one of our startups has a certain issue or a need it is a very supportive network of individuals who get involved with us in the sense of you know we say um, if you want to kind of be an advisor what that means is um, or actually if you win a grant from us we don't you know take equity it's a grant but we may introduce founders to you along the way it may be grant recipients, they may be other founders who reach out to us who could really benefit from just having a conversation with you. And it is a very supportive community here in North Carolina where, you know, we make an introduction. We do a lot of, we say, you know, soft introductions where we just introduce people by email and say, you know, please go off and have a conversation. But that level of support, that openness to say, I've got some information that helped me and it could be potential help to you. Um, so that openness and that support that I've seen for startup founders, um, willing to take a call, willing to take a meeting, willing to take an you know, email exchange, um, is unique from some of the other places that I've lived. Love that. And um, we are going to continue this conversation just for you all listening out there in a second part of this episode. I think there's a lot more for us to dig into. Um, so join us next week. We're going to talk about the grants that are given, the kind of companies, how if you're an entrepreneur, you might be able to get one of these grants, what the results that we're seeing are. And I just can't wait to uh, get to share this with our audience here because I think what you guys are doing is just incredible. Um, so please join us next week at the same time, Tuesdays at 11 on Biz Radio US to hear more from Barry Ryan and Amy Bastian. Um, and also you can always listen to us here. We're up on now iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, go ahead and give us a download. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. That helps us share this message more and better each and every week. Um, And please join us again for the second half of this conversation coming up. So until then, everyone out there, take care of yourself and take care of someone else. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.